It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, Rich Casanova here. Uh, Michael Moore as, uh, is here usually each week. He's traveling out west this week, so a shout-out to Michael Moore. We're excited to have you all here for our Buckhead Business Show. We do this every Tuesday morning. And a shout-out to the Buckhead Business Association. You can find more about them at buckheadbusiness.org. We have this billion-dollar Buckhead view. You guys liking this or what, right? It's yes nice. or yes, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're excited to have our guest here. We're going to jump right in. We have a kind of a full house here this morning. We have Dennis, our producer-engineer, Stephen Tyler, our videographer, and we have a guest here as well. But let's jump into our studio guest right now. And first of all, we want to welcome our other guest joining us here in just a moment. We have Joshua still. Joshua, talk to us for just a second what you might be chatting about this morning. What I'm going to chat about this morning is what I found out when I had some legal entanglements, you know, through my divorce, and how in some cases you can be overcharged up to 30 to 40% on your legal bills. And things like that. So talk about reducing those and getting those in line. Absolutely. All right. And also in a minute, we're going to be talking with Dosa Kim. Dosa, give us your uh, little teaser before we jump into your interview here in a minute. What are you um, chatting about? So uh, basically, we have a software called Decrypted. We are now one of the most, I don't know how it happened, but we're uh, up for the Interactive Innovation Awards by Southwest. Oh, I've heard of those guys. Yeah, I yeah. saw you on your website that you guys got that, or you're yeah. up for the, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that's that pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, we've been kicking around the idea of what do you think about this of doing a Southeast by Southeast? Oh, we need to do that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We need, like, we're the, all the winners right, right now. Right, right, yeah. All right, done deal. We, awesome. just, we just made that happen. That's how that, that's how that works. All right. So, uh, but first in our studio, we have, uh, joining us is, uh, Brandy, um, Little, and, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. And you're going to be, uh, we're going to, let's go, go ahead and jump into your conversation. So you're an enthusiastic sales professional with a, a proven ability to identify and build relationships with current and potential clients, consistent in developing relations built on honesty, integrity, and value. Sounds good so far. Thank you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this for you? Yeah. I, I wrote it myself. I did write this. All right. So, um, and uh, it's always about accessible and accountable. Correct. Right? Because yes. it is about being able to kind of um, monitor or tra- attract things, right? It is. And I always try and make sure that I am accessible to all of the customers that I have and work very closely with my merchants. Okay. Before we get into merchants and uh, and your, your busy day, tell us a little bit of your backstory uh, before you got into what you're doing right now. Um, I, I started out doing mainly administrative work, and then I got my first ta- taste of outside sales working for a large processor in downtown Atlanta. Right. Um, and just fell in love with it. I like the constant face-to-face contact right. and building relationships with people, getting to know people, know more about their story and their lives. Um, I've actually come to make some really good friends with the people that I work with. So it's not a one-and-go kind of thing, right? No, yeah. not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, some businesses just by the nature are transactional, right? Right. Uh, but we're talking about uh, building a client. I heard somebody say years ago, it's not about closing the sale. Right. It's about opening the business. Right. It's a different mindset, right? Yes. Uh, 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 if you're opening a new client, opening a new account, that means it's an, it's going to be ongoing. Correct. All right. So uh, so jump now into uh, Titan Payments. Tell us everything we need to know about uh, what you all do. 
Um, we're an up and coming business that started about eight months ago. Wow. Um, so you're a startup. Yeah, we nice. are a startup. Um, based out of Hushton, Georgia. So Hushton. Yeah. So <laughs> do you just make that up or what? No, yeah, no. I was like, where's that? Yeah, where's Hushton? <laughs> yeah, so I live in Gwinnett County and okay, I work I've out heard, of my I've home. heard of Gwinnett. Yes, okay. So it's it's a little north of there. Right. Um based out of that area. I work the Gwinnett County area, um, anywhere north of Atlanta and then downtown Atlanta areas as well. Um, but we really strive to provide the best service possible. We like to guide our customers through their entire process of everything with their merchant services. Um, that can be overwhelming sometimes, right? And, and also, how do, can people compare one widget to the other, right? Right. Right. Um, and it, it can be really difficult sometimes because, you know, you get into the application process, which we, we work with all kinds of customers. Um, new businesses that are starting out, which can be difficult in that part of the process. Um, there's a lot of verification that goes through that. So that's um, a little bit more of a tedious process. We do established businesses. Um, both small and large businesses, and we guide them through the application process, through the boarding process. Um, I also make myself available for installations. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah, <laughs> just to be there for yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know? Not that I'm that technical of a person, <laughs> but, you know, at least to be there so right, that yeah. I can try and offer assistance. Nice. Um, and then after they board, they have my continuous support. So they have my cell phone number, um, know exactly how to get in touch with me, my email address. I'm always accessible to my customers. Do they have your pen for your ATM? or they do not. That's where you draw the line. Yeah. It's supposed to be somewhere. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Even family relationships don't get that, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'd rather need the cash, right? right exactly. <laughs> For deposits only, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, so what's your USP, your unique selling proposition? So as Titan Payments, as a startup, you're kind of competing with the big dogs, right? So, But you have that background and you kind of know. Um, so what makes you unique, I guess? Um, I like to offer myself and and my services, my customer service, my support, because I think that's a, a main issue when it comes to merchant services. And you work with the, the big companies. You don't have that one single person to always contact right. when you need something. Yeah. Have an 800 number in uh, mm. Australia or somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And with me, you have my cell phone number. Nice. I have to. Can I just jump sure, in? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, I have to say that that is actually the proper way to actually handle customers. Yeah. Thank you. Because it makes me so upset, like, you know, with the Comcast where they just have the business person at you and then uh, they'll just drop you and then you never hear from that person again. Right. Uh, I think a lot of that one to one, just seeing the how the customer grows into yeah. the business. You make a real relation. You become friends with them. And I yeah. really do feel that business should be done that way. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the, the touch and go approach that all these things have right now is just so, uh, insincere. Yeah. Well, it's that balance, right? With technology and we like things fast and quick, but when you want to be able to talk to someone, it's nice to be able to have that. You cut, so you have that perfect balance. Yeah. So talk to us about, um, client acquisition and a little bit of your business model. How do you go about, um, besides, uh, word of mouth? And referrals, because that's kind of the go-to. That's huge for right, me. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what are some other, do you use any other uh, sales tools or devices or CRMs? Or how do you uh, promote, get to word out about your business, about well, Titan Payments? Because we're a startup business, uh-huh. we've got a lot of things in the works. Okay. So right now, it, it is referrals okay. and networking. Um, we're working on trying to do an outbound sales 
um, okay. as well as my prospecting. I mean, I go out and everyone I meet, I'm just in, in the habit of right, talking right, to yeah. them. Yeah. You know, sure. I mean, no matter where I go on the weekends, no matter where I eat. Um, yeah. So that three foot roll. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, that's kind of the basis of it right now. The the newest thing that we're working on is trying to get um, an outbound center started okay. to make outbound calls. And uh, finally, talk to us about uh, referral partners. Um, for referral partners, uh-huh. um, we do merchant referrals, which okay. um, is another way that I gain business through the current merchants that I have that love the way that they, that I work and work with them. Um, you know, they know a business next door. They know this person or this person, and they refer. They get $200 for a referral. And then we work via partnerships, too, um, and networking a lot. I develop a lot of relationships there. So it comes down to a point of referring clients back and forth. And then they also get a residual from that. Speaking of networking, you need to come by the Buckhead Business uh, Breakfast, I do. right? I so, do. Um, I do. A little plug for the BBA yeah. every Thursday morning, right out our window at the City yeah. Club. Uh, join us for breakfast, and then once a month they do a after hours. And then yeah. in a couple of weeks we're going to have the Young Bucks okay. uh, for the millenn- millennials. One day when I grow up, I want to be a millennial. That's my. I got Doso on that one there. So, um, so how would folks reach out to you and find you online? Yeah, um, they would reach out to me via B Little at TitanPayments.com um, and also via my cell phone, which is four zero four nine three five three four five five. That's funny you say be little, like uh, you're, yeah. but you're not belittling people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the letter B and last letter name B. little. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, clarification. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Brandy, thanks for. Uh, yeah, can your... I say one more thing? Absolutely. Too? Yeah. Because we're an up and coming business, we are growing, so uh, we're in the process of looking for new salespeople as well. All right, all right. Okay. Sounds good. Thank so you. If you're listening, uh, reach out to Brandy. You have all her information except for the pen, but uh, we'll, we'll get that <laughs> after the show. Yeah, okay. off the air. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, up next, we have uh, Dosa Kim, and you're listening in to the Buckhead Business. A show sponsored in part by the Buckhead Business Association. You can check them out at BuckheadBusiness.org. So, um, so Dosa, uh, before we jump into uh, 3D encryption, which I went to your website yesterday, it's very intriguing, but uh, what's your backstory? What's your uh, life story in uh, 12 and a half seconds? Jeez, I don't know if it's, I probably need a couple more, like multiply that, right. maybe, like a million maybe. But uh, no, I grew up in Atlanta. Um, I was an artist here, so uh, I was represented by a gallery down here, Alan Avery Gallery. And oh, I was really? In, you know, did some some pieces here. But I left. I, mo- I moved to L.A. Okay. to work on movies. And it's so funny that movies are now here. Oh, so, right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So seven years I've been gone. <laughs> and uh, ultimately, um, I'm back here and now working on software. So uh, things got just got a little crazy. So that's me in a nutshell. All right. And um, – so you have two widgets we're talking about this morning. Yep. Right? Um, let's focus, first of all, on the 3D encryption, which is very intriguing. I watched your uh, your video on the site. Uh, so so t- we're, share with our listeners uh, what that is all about. That. Well, um, so I used to work in the 3D field on uh, VFX. So basically, um, when we work on stuff, I uh, worked at Aaron Sims. Uh, we That's a concept design place. So we worked on like Turtles, a movie. They do Transformers and all this stuff. And you would actually basically make these things in 3D models. What I noticed was, was that, you know, the whole industry is just 3D files are just being tossed around everywhere. Right. Yeah. And they're being tossed. Sure. Yeah. They're just anywhere with no, uh, copyrighted sharing. Cause that's what I saw in the videos. If you create something and it's out there in the webosphere, anybody can claim it. It's theirs. Right? Anybody can claim it. So um, you encrypt it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So we encrypt it and, you know, we just did a proof of concept, right? Okay. So uh, I have two other partners, uh, Partha Ray and uh, Chloe Cattell. Um, they were my neighbors and I had found out that one of them was a data encryption specialist. He was my neighbor and we started talking about it and we decided, you know, we should give it a shot. Just try it out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chloe is, uh, pushed us to get it out. So we've got the first one out. I'm sorry. We got the first one out and we saw the possibilities basically because there's, you know, in China, they're manufacturing all this stuff and 3D printing is turning into a thing. Right. Yeah. Big time. Right. You can just print out anything. So it's like Napster right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we actually had it where we can, we can actually encrypt it and find out where that 3D file is going. Um, the new version that we're about to drop at South by Southwest is you'll be able to track it. You'll be able to know where it goes and have full control over it in, within the, what's it called? We have some tests going on within certain, uh, programs right now. Almost like a GPS tracker on your artwork, your yes, original design. Exactly. Yeah. By and the way, I'm 3D printed right now. This is not me. I'm this is actually <laughs> 3D image of me. It's a hologram. It's a hologram. Yeah. You think we would have got a, a better model involved? In oh, <laughs> oh, oh, dang! Wow. All right. Wow. All right, Josh. Shots well, that, that wraps up Joshua's segment. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this, but I'm also really intrigued by the pre-party. Yeah, net. I went to that, and it's um, uh, it, it's a virtual, not a virtual image, but it's actually a tour. And one of the facilities uh, you have that's that was featured on there is the um, what's the incubator over near not the Iron Yard, but um, uh, it's a Google, it's a shared space. Oh, uh, a Strongbox? Uh, Strongbox. No, it's on it's on your website, like a visual of the um. Uh, I think, uh, we've done several of them now, so I couldn't recall. Like we've done, um, so really quick story about that. Yeah. Yeah, My sister and I, we, um, so I worked in video games, so I was working with video game engines and stuff. And, uh, the problem with, um, a lot of the event planning stuff might, uh, let me just actually rewind. My parents used to run A and D linens and it was like a big linens company here in Atlanta. We sold to Ameripride. And um, my sister was like, you know, I want to do something still. And I was like, why don't we just try to make this game thing, right? Right. right. And uh, we started developing it, and we scanned it. Uh, we got a scanner, uh, started scanning uh, event places to scale, and uh, we put it in the, into the phone. Well, little do we know that there is nothing like that that exists. Right. Um, the only the big one is, I think, it's social tables, and they use CAD. And guess what? They can't take it to mobile, and they the program – I'm going to lie – <laughs> it sucks. It's terrible. Um, we went to IMEX too. So much for that show sponsor, but yeah, go right, ahead. right. <laughs> I well, that's yeah, that's just no my worries. general yeah, feelings. Yeah. Uh, we went to IMEX, and to see the technology that's uh, that has to deal with the hotels and event planning, um, it's super behind the times. Especially yeah. when you see like an Xbox One or the games that are out now, it's ridiculous. So what we did was um, we put it and we digitized it, put it to the phone. It plays just like a video game. Um, in fact, we were invited to Shark Tank, but we turned them down because we weren't ready yet. Um, we oh, were, look at you. I know. Yeah. We were like, oh, my gosh. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, oh, humble brag a little bit. Yeah. But um, we actually um, – we want to actually just make sure that we can actually have a growth model, that we can actually grow it successfully. And so we want to just actually concentrate on Atlanta and then kind of start moving toward Florida and up the coast and then going from there. So that's what we're doing. So I, I saw the visual on the site, but but uh, what's the end game or the application? Is it a combination of gamification 
and uh, for venues because I see a real estate play for this as well. Oh yes, right. So um, it's almost like kind of the um, the video tours, the three hundred and sixty video tours, but it's very different, right? Well, the problem with the video tours is is that you know you have to access it through a website, right? right so yeah. um, that's the big problem that every time you have to go through a portal, you go to the browser and then you have to type it in and then you have to find it and click it and then it has to load up and then you have the 3d60 tour ours is the app so it automatically just takes you there and the thing about ours is because we are that's funny that use the word gamification um we are actually uh it is a game like it's not making a game out of it we are making it into a video game engine so that you can you can control night daytime you can take out the chairs you can move the furniture around and uh, and then it prints. It gives you the layout and it sends it to the place. So I thought of the place. It was the gathering spot. Oh, the gathering yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With Ryan and all those guys. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're looking at maybe hosting an event there as well. But from what I saw, it was almost film uh, pre-construction. But you can also do a um, uh, like a virtual. A representation of the space. So it was kind of like, cause when I was actually tour, you can almost like you're in the space. And as I'm moving, uh, around on the website, I'm moving around to the bar area, to their special events facility, right? Um, oh so- yeah, no, we have it all, uh, locked out. Um, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people who actually play it, they've never been to the spot and then right, they yeah. see it and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I know exactly where everything is. And it plays just like any other video game. And the cool thing is that we spent a long time on the UI. Um, and so that anybody, UI, talk to us about oh, UI. Uh, the, uni- the user interface. Okay, yeah. So um, it's something super, super simple because what we find is a lot of the venues are, you know, an older generation. They're not like the millennials who are just like, they just pick it up and they know magically yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we definitely made sure that the UI is very, very intuitive. And that um, that we can grow with it. So the next platform, like you said, well, because I was as a older millennial, I was actually able to figure it out. I <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. as a millennial X, I'm like an extra, yeah, another level. Uh, we're almost out of time here, but, oh, no but, but um, so could you, could you do this for our studio then? Yeah, totally. Right, we yeah. can totally do that Serious. for our studio. In fact, in fact, you know, if you if you want to do an event at the yeah, gathering yeah. spot, we would love to do one with you. Well, we're actually doing. We'll talk after because uh, we're going to announce uh, here on the air as well as to our guests. Um, uh, grab one of these tickets right now because on their table because tomorrow night we have an event right here on three different floors. Oh, excellent! So we need to talk to you about that. But um, you got it. So uh, so we're we're, um, we're going to move over to we're going to still um, interview uh, Joshua, uh, <laughs> even though we said we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful, no, I'm not that guy. Be careful. This guy, I'll take. Yeah, yeah. That guy, no. Be careful. He's, a, he's, a, he's an army veteran, so be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say, uh, so, uh, so Dosa, talk to us. Uh, how would folks reach you? Uh, you can reach me at uh, Dosa. Uh, this is kind of confusing. Dosa at Goma.pro, G-O-M-A dot pro. Um, okay. It's a VFX studio. We'll put that on the post on the show notes as well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So uh, hang tight here. We may have a minute for some uh, open panel discussion, but uh, let's uh, uh, switch gears and turn our attention now to uh, Joshua Still. Uh, he's the president and CEO of Sierra Halcyon. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. It's all about timing. Yeah. This guy. And, uh, this guy. <laughs> That's going to be his new, it's his new slogan. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um, so a six year army veteran with uh, nine years uh, experience in compliance management and quality assurance roles while going through a divorce, as he mentioned earlier, applied uh, these skills to his, uh, his legal bills and realized that his lawyer was uh, overcharging. Really? There's a lot. You know, you know a lawyer that overcharges? No way. Who is this dude? Who is that dude? Who knew? <laughs> right? Who knew? Who knew? 
uh, by about 50%, uh, decided to, uh, wow. to take action on that as a uh, veteran. Thank you for your service as well. Um, to take action on that as many, sure, maybe people, um, uh, as possible, needed access to this information. And we met speaking at a networking, at a networking event, mm-hmm. right? I think it was the Circle of Firms. I Circle believe, right? of Firms, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So welcome to the studio. So, uh, so talk to us, uh, Joshua, what's your backstory? Uh, well, we gave a little bit of away right there. That, yeah. That's a good bit. Now, okay, so say Army veteran, and I'm a big dude, so people think I'm like some kind of like infantry guy. No, no, I was a medical <laughs> laboratory technician, so, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> not a whole lot of safe. violence there. <laughs> so it's actually good. We're safe, but if there is an incident, although we have to, for dis- uh, legal reasons, no one's ever been injured during recording one of our right. shows, but, but, if, but if that happens today, we got Joshua standing right. Uh, so th- there's that, and uh, I did that for six or nine years, and basically... And also done construction inspection. So basically, once you know the rules, you like these are the rules, and you learn how to go. Well, this is what I have, and how does it match up? Then it all kind of flows into other areas just as easily. And so, legal billing was one of them. And I found out uh, that there are rules that there's certain things that lawyers aren't supposed to do when they bill you, and there's certain things that you know you can maybe get taken off of your bill, and. Most of those don't involve the hourly rates. People think hourly rates right, right. are mm-hmm. the issue, but that's not really the issue that I'm, issues that I'm talking about. Um, it'll be quicker first to talk about what I really don't deal with. What okay. I don't deal with is contingency, as in like personal injury situations right. where we don't get paid unless you get paid. Right. I don't deal with contingencies. Okay. And I don't deal with flat fees. You agree to the fee up front. There's no reason not to pay him for that. So this is all exclusively itemized hourly bills. Okay. And so when it comes to that, it's more billing behaviors than actual prices, Okay. if you will. A lot of people don't realize is um, the billable hour incentivizes certain behaviors that are in the biller's best interest, but not the client's. Right, right. Uh, one of those being um, poor communication, things like um, block charges. That's when you have several fees lumped together in one, and then they have this time stamp here that's like, okay, how long did each one take you? I don't know. And that's where they like to can hide timeline. Judges really don't like to see those. Right, right. And uh, there was, I'd reviewed a bill the other day. It was, it was 90% block charges, like Almost every charge they put in was five or six different tasks. Some tasks they're not even supposed to bill for in the first place. Wow. wow. Yeah, and who would That's know crazy. this, right? No, no, one, no one who doesn't know. look. <laughs> right. That's true. That's even what, if you look, it's like looking at your hospital bill or sometimes your uh, 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 you know, phone bills or different services, and you don't know what all these fees are there for, right? Right. And But, I mean, you don't even know the rules to start with. Oh, yeah. It's like you're looking at this thing. It's like, okay, they did that. I don't know why but they did it should have really have taken that much time and i don't even know what i'm looking at here so that's why i, I do educate um as much as i can people who have itemized legal bills or intend to hire a lawyer the best practice is to make sure that they don't get overcharged did you review your bill for being on the show before you got here yeah <laughs> <laughs> good thing cardinal we never charge a guest to come in and tell their story <laughs> right. but um so where do you come in in the transaction and um is it a not a retroactive kind of thing? When do people engage? How do they find out? You know that you're that the service even exists like this. So that was about a seven point question. Yeah, so go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a 
I can help someone at any part of the process. Uh, personally, I want to help them where it will do the most good, and uh, that is before they even hire a lawyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you'll save a lot of money just before you even hire the lawyer and you know pay the retainer saying, okay, listen, I know this goes on. It better not. <laughs> Because you went through the the experience as well, so this isn't just book knowledge. No, no, no. Right? This is yeah. This is no. I mean, and, and I've had some clients. I've looked at their bills and um, things like that. So yeah, I have experience looking, going through, and looking at these things. And um, it's not just me. Uh, this has existed for since the early nineties. Um, every insurance company with claims right. has a department that does what I do. Okay, it's just no one else knows about it. You know, the normal people don't know about it. Small businesses don't know about it, so lawyers have no problem. Um, I've got this this article here from uh, the American Bar Association Journal. Oh, the big dogs, yeah. The big dog, yeah. I mean, it's American Bar Association. Right. These are guys who make lawyers lawyers and let them continue to be lawyers. And the title of this article, I'm not going to go into the weeds on it, but is Greed, Ignorance, and Overbilling. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're aware that this is a problem. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, insurance companies are realizing that the, the, the costs were going up way in excess of, of um, inflation. And they're like, well, we need to start looking at this. So, um, so talk to us. Uh, what's is there an average uh, uh, amount that you typically say? What's the most you've maybe saved uh, someone? Um, let's see. The last bill I reviewed would be I knocked it down about twenty two thousand dollars, and that was conservative. Wow. Oh wow, wow, that's conservative. Jeez. That's yeah. that. how was the overall fee like? Wow. From what? From forty nine thousand. Forty. Wow. Ooh. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of coffee. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, so, um, so what do you recommend someone that is navigating these waters? What, um, uh, what's some of their first indications uh, that there's a challenge or there's an issue in place? The fee agreement. Okay. That's the first place to look. Um, if you see them saying, hey, no, you're going to pay us for office, office conferences – if you really love that lawyer and you just need that person in your life, you tell them to take that off the fee agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so everything's negotiable is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if, if there's a fee agreement, it's – they're trying to get it in writing that you agreed to this. Right. Even though you don't know that they're asking you to agree to something that's not necessarily appropriate. And so – so, so we got a couple more minutes here. Talk to us a little bit about your um, business model. My business model is I do a lot of networking and okay. you know referral stuff like okay. that. Of course, um, there's cold calling. That's always fun. <laughs> 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 and um, I also do seminars for people who are going through a divorce to kind of educate them on this process and help them, um, you know, kind of DIY uh, with the stuff. Because every time I, I reduce a charge, I do it based on. Um, past legal decisions and the American Bar Association's rules for professional conduct. Okay. So, and uh, so we've been talking about uh, divorce. Is this going to be, um, uh, it, I mean, that's a huge, I want to say industry is, mm. is, is a bad word for it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but is that where you want to remain or are you going to open into other areas or, um, What's the timeline or what, what's divorce you know? people are the people who are the most exposed and vulnerable okay. to this okay. kind of situation. Yeah. They're the ones who need my help the most. Because okay. um, small businesses, they might take a hit, but you know, this part of their bottom line, they might have planned for legal expenses and things right. like that. But I'm uh, 
more than happy to help small businesses who are going through this. And basically, anytime there's general counsel, he does what I do. Right, yeah. But right. he'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> and I'm right, cheaper yeah. than him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, plus with divorces, like it's such an emotional thing. No, so exactly. You're making some really terrible decisions. And you're just not, not even thinking about it. You're not even, you don't even know about it. And you're completely ignorant that there's even things lawyers are or, or not supposed to do when they bill you. Right. So. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's um, well, it was it was great meeting you at the event. Uh, great having you here in the studio and hear a little bit more in depth about what you do. Uh, let folks know how would they find you. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm okay. on LinkedIn, and I'm also. What are some of those handles? Or uh, it's at, at Sarah Halcyon. And Sierra Halcyon Inc. is on Facebook. Okay. Um, it's more my name on LinkedIn, of course, but you okay. know I'm you know, involved in how that. Spell that. That's Josh Stills. Oh, it's uh, S. I E R R A H A L C Y O N Inc. A little bit about the name. It means mountain still. And that's what my folks used to do. <laughs> now we hear their backstory. You need to open with that. Yeah, we need, right, to, have yeah. You, we need to have you on, on food and beverage radio. Yeah, and bring right. some samples with you. Yeah, every divorce needs some of that. Yeah, <laughs> dirt skippy. <laughs> uh, no, too far. All right. So, uh, so I think we are officially out of time here. Um, so, uh, uh, Rich Casanova, once again, for the Buckhead Business Association. You can check them out at BuckheadBusiness.org. Uh, and um, and I want to shout out to uh, Michael Moore. Uh, he's on the West Coast uh, making things happen out there. want to thank our uh, producer, uh, Dennis Rice, our videographer, uh, Stephen Tyler. And uh, we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Buckhead Business Show. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.